I went to Massachusetts on tour with one of my bands, and the guy at the beer store said he couldn't sell me beer with an out-of-state ID. Huh. I've never huh. been more perplexed in my life about the, the rigmarole of trying to buy alcohol. And he was like, you could walk a mile away to a different beer store. They might not card you. <laughs> and I was like, that's the most insane advice for a guy working at a beer store to give me. But I did it and it worked. In Florida, you can actually get arrested for that. Really? Yeah. Uh, not not like you being arrested for that. The the guy who checked your ID could be arrested for being a big gay lord. For and then the officer, <laughs> <laughs> the officer would say like, just sell him the shit. He's trying to get fucked up. Why are you being fucking lame? Yeah, I've, and, never uh, heard, I, I've never heard that in Massachusetts yeah. because... Well, we have some different mean, laws down in Florida. Some would say better, <laughs> some would say worse. We're doing our best. Well, I miss Michigan because, like, I wasn't old enough to drink in Michigan, but that doesn't stop anybody. And you can buy, like, liquor and stuff at a gas station at 2 in the morning, and people don't even, like, bat an eye. You just get back on your snowmobile and, and drag your polar bear home. So far, all you've done is convince me of Pennsylvania is terrible because you described it, and that was bad enough, and now you're telling me you miss Michigan. <laughs> It's got to be a real hellhole. I'm a glutton for punishment, though. I, I I don't know what it is. My my parents keep telling me, like, you should move back up here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, way the fuck away from everything where winter is twice as long as it is here. I could go for that. Then Pittsburgh, the place with the least number of sunny days in the fucking country? That's not, that's a witch's curse. That's not the weather. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Pittsburgh always felt to me like a 45-year-old boxer. Like, it, it's just a... It's, it, it, it wraps just, its it, arms around you and embraces you into its life. <laughs> just, like, just a drunk. region that knows its heyday was forever ago. Yeah, it's, that, that's exactly right, though. I mean, Pittsburgh is like kind of like a, a fucked up shell of a city. And like a lot of the people who live here are like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been here my whole life. A lot of people got out when it was good to get out. But <laughs> and it's just Jesus. like, yeah, no, there's a lot of bitterness. There are people who like fervently love the city. Too, you know, yeah. those are like the two sides of the coin. They're both annoying as shit. I wish people could just be like, "Oh, I, I just live here." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just talking with a with, with a friend who lives there, and he was he was trying to upsell me on it in that like uh, all the all the all and the. Would you be interested in some fentanyl while you're here? <laughs> That's a hard fucking sell. He was trying to sell me on it on that uh, a bunch of the lakes and rivers are starting to are, are really starting to recover from all the industrial pollution <laughs> because all those because all that manufacturing closed down 40 years ago. Oh, yeah, that one right there. Beautiful in the summer. You can swim in it now. Do not fuck in it, though. And I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, well, don't swim in the Allegheny, too. There's a lot of Allegheny whitefish in there, which if you don't know what an Allegheny whitefish is, it's a floating condom. Oh, so Pits right. stay classy, Pittsburgh. Why do so many people fuck in the woods, but also responsibly? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Pittsburgh, it's not even in the woods, right? Like if you're right up on the river, I have to think that you are fucking in some kind of like like deteriorating boat dock from a hundred years ago. <laughs> But you remembered the condom. Yeah, but you remembered the condom. Well, I, the public school system here is very good, so. <laughs> uh, you want to go on a traditional, like, northeastern horror jaunt through some old boathouses? Yeah? Okay, cool. Let me get a condom in case we fuck at some point. <laughs>
All right, y'all. Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. Uh, this is John, and who wants to talk about video games? Is that your new name? Dead silence. I don't know. <laughs> I just try to know. <laughs> it doesn't... You have to differentiate it from your normal speech for them to know that something's Ouch. occurring. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we had to tell Brett to stop trying uh, emotional abuse spits, because <laughs> people just kept assuming it was crosstalk from his mic. <laughs> Oh, I'm Rob at Dumb and Awful. And with us this week, we have John from Beep Beep Lettuce. Hi, I'm also at Facebook Villain on Twitter if we're dropping Twitter handles. We, we Now we've successfully done it. We've collected all of the Beep Beep Lettuce hosts. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with uh, some anarchism follow-up to our tendency episode that we did with uh, Brennan Chris. And Awesome. John, you said you, you listened to that. Did you also enjoy the moments when they were clearly hesitant to talk about it. They'd be like, ah, <laughs> oh, we're going kicked out to John. Yeah, they're like, they wanted to defer to me, but I wasn't there. But in in their defense, they did a pretty good job encapsulating Not it. Not good and, enough, and, though, and, based and on without... your existence on this podcast today. <laughs> Read the subtext, No, you had to people. rope me in to uh, clarify things about anarchism. You're definitely not trying to collect the five pieces of Exodia. Uh <laughs> The fifth member of Beep Beep Lettuce yet to be announced. So that's how nobody captures the head. What's Exodia? Uh, <laughs> what's 9-11? Um, I know what but one anyway, of those is. You wanted to ask me some questions. <laughs> is, to... is Exodia also a Saudi plot? Because their games are normally <laughs> dog shit. George, uh, George W. Bush did Exodia is what I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, plenty this. of times in college. <laughs> It's part of Skull and Bones initiation. Wait, this is some fucking Yu-Gi-Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't hear you Googling it. I could have just told you that. No, yeah, it's, it's so much better than that. Shit. <laughs> Why would you make a most powerful card? That seems like bad game design. Why wouldn't you make if, a most powerful card? If I was designing card? a game, I would simply not have a most powerful card. <laughs> that would be incorporated no. into my design. And that game would be called Solitaire. Everyone loves the game where you just auto lose if the guy has one card. It's a lot of fun. Everybody fucking loves that. <laughs> hey, it's five cards, okay? And you have to figure out how to draw them, and there's only a few cards that let you do that. I don't even know how. I just wanted to make an Exodia. <laughs> five five okay? cards? What is this? My, my grandfather's funeral? He was not well liked. <laughs> 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 he he had a lot I, of problems, you know. <laughs> so anarchist wasn't good um, to my grandmother. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start from the top and just uh. So what would you say? Well, what what is your? How would you describe yourself? Your anarchist tendency. Oh, okay. Um, this is always a little bit tricky. Uh, I the easiest way to say it is I'm an anarchist communist. Or like an anarcho-Marxist, which is kind of like a silly phrase, but I, I'm one of those people that definitely straddles the line between being interested in more general communist theory and general anarchist theory, and especially where they intersect. I have a lot of affinity for like egoist anarchists, egoist Marxists, and like the what's called the the post-left or or post-left anarchism, which it's kind of like an abbreviation for, although I don't totally understand it. 
I just know a lot of people who do it, and they seem very smart and very well informed. That's how so. I feel about but that's, uh, institutional racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe who presents themselves as intelligent isn't a great heuristic for what your political tendency should be. Probably not. I, you're going to have to define uh, some of those terms. Um, yeah, yeah Mark, the egoist anarchist, uh, my, my roommate's an anarcho-syndicalist. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Anarcho-syndicalism is like, it, it's very akin to anarchist communism. It just has like a very strong fo- focus on like trade unionization and dope. like the idea that workers unions could be like the most effective form of revolutionary organization, which is dope. Um, it's kind of like, there's not a lot of people outside of the United States where syndicalism was kind of like the anarchism du jour for a lot of workshop anarchists who still call themselves syndicalists, but it's been reincorporated into a ton of different anarchist tendencies. So, uh, this sect of anarchism, dope or not dope, we come down on the side of dope. dope. (laughs) (laughs) syndicalism dope anarchist communism okay anarchist communism what is that that's like we'll decide if it's dope or not sir collectively as a group oh oh, okay okay. (laughs) that's that's anarchist communism um no but there's this guy peter kropotkin he was like a russian prince who decided he didn't want to be a prince he wanted to do geography instead then he got really i will not read the book you don't have to read the bread book. He wrote better books than the bread book. It's a stupid book to tell people. Read Fields, Factories, and Workshop. Read the farm book. I'm not going to read the farm like, book. There's a... <laughs> I will read neither the bread nor the farm book. Nor the factory Watch book. Watch a YouTube video about somebody talking about what? the bread book. Should really be what a if rallying of the cry. bread book? It was the dead book, and it was about the Grateful Dead, <laughs> and it was written by Chuck Klosterman, and it had a lot of weird asides about girlfriends that didn't seem like they liked him very much. <laughs> what about that? So what, if, book. what if that was the book that is started book? communism? <laughs> is there a anarchist communism would look a lot would different? It really? <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, I feel like Kropotkin and Jerry Garcia had maybe a lot in common, except I don't I like Jerry Garcia. So <laughs> uh, they both have Ben and Jerry flavors named after them. Yeah, they both. <laughs> They both have that big Santa energy. You just want to cuddle up to them. (laughs) So anarcho-communism, it's a Kropotkin thing. Anarcho-communism, that's a Kropotkin thing. Uh, It has a lot of flavors within it, but it's basically just saying like, hey, you know, Bakunin and Proudhon had some really good ideas, but they didn't get everything right. Marx had a lot more really good ideas, but he his ideas were like limited in a kind of way that Proudhon and Bakunin's weren't. And so it's like a fusion of that. And he went on to influence people like Nestor Machno and Enrico Malatesta. And it's kind of like most anarchist communisms fall into like most anarchist communists fall into two camps. There's the very, very insurrectionary kind, which really aren't around anymore. Oh, they're in Oregon. And then there are the kind who just call... <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the kind who just call themselves that because it's like a, a good shorthand for where they lie on like a, a, a theory-based political spectrum. Like, I don't organize with other anarchist communists. I don't even hardly really know any. Most of my friends who are leftists are tankies and like trots, but 
It's like, oh, yeah. what's the difference? I don't give a shit. So. <laughs> There's none. And if you're a trot listening to this, try There's to prove none. me wrong on Twitter. <laughs> Tendence, tendencies are lies. These are. I'm just telling you lies. You're like, John, why don't you come on the podcast and tell lies? <laughs> well, I mean, it's basically how it is. To anyone outside of the far left, you're just the fucking far left. No one cares about that. There's like 500 different little factions. Yeah. Well, it's even worse than that for anarchists because people think you're a fucking ANCAP. Right. They think that you're some like fedora wearing, bow tie twirling piece of like my little pony watching weeb shit. And it's like, no, no, you got it all wrong. I'm an entirely different, kind different of weeb. flavor of weed. <laughs> weeb. Exactly. Yeah, I'll say this about anarchy. There's some uh, really interesting tendencies in there, but y'all can't fucking market at all. God damn. No, no, Shit, no. Not, not like There's fucking no. trots that are sex. Their sex appeals off the charts. <laughs> I would say not like Maoists. Let- like, God damn. Big ass dicks. Maoists know how to cause a stir. Yeah. Maoists, for like better or for worse, are willing to just slap their balls in the wheelbarrow in front of them and bring them onto stage. Like other leftist tendencies are are so timid by comparison to Maoists. Yeah. And that's why we all love Maoists. That's why we all love Maoists. Who else are you going to get to do a backflip while they guillotine the bourgeoisie? Nobody. Nobody else can do a backflip. Fuck yeah. That that I want to see. You know who can do a backflip? Chris Brown. (laughs) I saw it on Vine. <laughs> Chris Brown confirmed. Much Mal. like the, much like uh, uh, Chairman Xi, someone who's done nothing wrong. Again, Let's you know what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> also, name a twenty-something who doesn't hate their landlord more than anyone else. Megan Megan McCain. <laughs> she Me, is the landlord. She is not. She is not in her twenties. My God. There's no way. I know. You, I you right, we can avoid the, the body family <laughs> Nah, the, he, the he knows what I'm trying to do. a persistent force of evil throughout history that takes many forms. <laughs> They're all appendages of one hive mind. <laughs> they don't truly die. God. What about God. instead of Kropotkin, it's Krahotkin, and it's a it's a site where you rate <laughs> people's hotness, and but it's on a scale <laughs> of how much that hotness will destroy left unity. Oh, oh my God, Rob. <laughs> I'm sorry, she's only 34. I thought she was like at least 15 years old. Yeah, that's right. Any anytime you come at <laughs> Megan McCain, you come back to me and you apologize, and I'll set you straight. <laughs> that's a queen. Sorry, I didn't recognize her. That's a high caliber lady. <laughs> this is a girl with a legacy. She flies high and then plummets in the Pacific. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, she's four years younger than me, and she's so much of a better fail child than I am. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to start on top first, John. That's kind of the problem Weird here. flex, but okay. Um, Anarcho-egoism was the one that sounded interesting. Wait, do we decide is yeah, anarcho-communism, oh, no, are we, we going dope, dope or not on that one? I'm going dope. Thumbs up. Okay. Thumbs up. I'm thumbs upping, but I guess do yeah, I get yeah, a you get vote? A <laughs> yeah, you still get a vote. Because the one I want to okay. talk to John. Up, dope, not dope. No, no, it's there. There, I mean, honestly, my my view on the whole thing is I kind of like at the end of the day, I don't like care about theory. I mostly just care about punching Nazis. So anyone willing to show up in black and fucking scream at some Nazis is cool with me. I mean, if you're just gonna fuck, if you're just gonna <laughs> fucking sit there and talk theory at each other, then. I mean, cool, do what you want. I'm just not going to be around that. John, very anti-trot. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot of uh, anarchist communists are that way, but then like a lot of them are the ones who like don't even read theory. Somebody just told them that you could be an anarchist communist, and they're like, "That's cool. I'm going to punch Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the great thing about being an anarchist is like you don't have nobody can tell you that you have to read theory or that you have to stop reading theory. You just make up your own bedtime, and then you can you can break that rule if you want to. It if never anyone ends. argues with You're... you, they're fascist. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone argues, see, as an anarchist, I feel like "You're not my real dad" is like the most important phrase <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and even to my real dad, I'll say that if he's pissing me off. <laughs> this is going to be super insulting, but that feels like they're the flip side of the coin to the people who become libertarians. Uh, a lot. Yes. Well, that's why they're <laughs> yes. on the same side uh, of the. Uh... <clears throat> The political compass thing, right? It's low state yeah. where I'm generally higher state. It's just fuck you, dad, but dif- different well, different types they're of the fuck low, you, dad. If you want to put it on that compass, they're the low state, uh, high leftism side. Oh, yeah. The, the right libertarians are people who don't realize who their real dad yeah. is, right? <laughs> they're railing against all of these lesser dads, these dad mini bosses <laughs> that really don't have much to do with their material <laughs> conditions, right? They're like, oh, too, mu- too high of taxes, like, oh, too, too much regulation on my uh, uh, child slave importing business. And uh, meanwhile, it's like the, the, the surplus value of their labor is being stolen so regularly, or they're like a petty bourgeois like business owner that happens a lot too it's like guy with a tribal tattoo who owns a jeep dealership and he's like i'm a fucking anarchist <laughs> john i like that for a second there it sounded like you were hitting on ancaps like yeah i know you've been fucking around with those lesser dads but there's only one <laughs> real dad you know what i'm saying you got to know who the big dad is, the big bad, and it, it's capitalism. Give you guidance. They're the twin dads, the twin dads of capitalism in the state. There's really three dads if you include God. God, capitalism, and the That's state. That's actually the tattoo uh, I have on my bicep. Three dad polycule <laughs> keeping us all down. I, I think in general with uh with white dudes is every single one of them is a libertarian the second they see a cop on the side of the road with a ra- with his radar out. Yeah, or it's like they they were just conservatives in high school who watched a bunch of South Park and they were like, oh, weed is fine. And and then they have to find a new person to vote for. That's like how far their politics Or, you know, until they Google age of consent Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you got there before I did. (laughs) Oh, I I saw you over in the bushes across the way and I put my hand up and I said, don't take the shot, Brett. Don't take the shot, John. I know. John's riffing. And then I closed my <laughs> fist <laughs> together. I'm just glad we're on the same wavelength where I was like, who's going to make the age of consent joke? Legally, we have to. It's the only way iTunes keeps publishing our pod with all the death threats. <laughs> I, I mean, with libertarians, what else is there at this point? Well, it's just such like a facile political analysis. They're just like, oh, I don't like the state. And then they have no analysis of what the state is. They think that like when Facebook deplatforms them, that that's the state. And they they think that like if they get kicked out of their local grocery store, that they're like being discriminated against or something. And and like it it takes various more advanced forms. You have your like hardcore ANCAPs. You have your guys who call themselves agorist anarchists, which is the stupidest term. Don't ask me what it means. It means I did nothing. Just, I'm sorry it's a that I made just up. did the thing. You asked me not to. You said it, but I was already going. It's it like was it, inexorable. 
It, it's like you're an ANCAP, but like you're more interested in dealing drugs than normal. That seems like a I better think. ANCAP. And, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they accidentally Hi, took the a cool step ANCAPs. in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> the real ones who fuck me up are the sovereign citizen types who are like oh, fiercely yeah. patriotic <laughs> and ready to take on Those the government at any moment. Those are my favorite court papers to read where like the judge is like, <laughs> Defendant claimed that he was a citizen of the Greater Atlantic Pacific Alliance, which included his friend <laughs> Gary and one unnamed minor female, age 11. I mean, without sovereign citizens, we wouldn't have sovereign citizens getting tased videos. And <laughs> I, I only support a sovereign citizen getting tased video if it's not a cop doing it. If the, if the community took up their arms... Their tasers, yeah, and in anarchist communist fashion, had a referendum to decide to tase the shit out of this guy, causing a problem at the post office. <laughs> Look, some people can only come while shouting the phrase, am I being detained? And we shouldn't kink shame. <laughs> we shouldn't kink shame libertarians for that. <laughs> I guess when it's at a court and it's a, just a very bored looking bailiff doing it. I guess I make an exception for a little police violence in that one instance. <laughs> He's a sob citizen. Well, since we already said that there are the cool ANCAPs, I'll go ahead and say it. Bailiffs are the cool cops. Oh, there's no such They're still thing. pigs. They're still pigs, pieces of shit. But they're the shiny cops, right? Like, you see them in the wild, you're like, oh, I get extra experience if I kill that one. <laughs> <laughs> Egoist anarchism is when you seek out the shiny cops for extra experience. To answer an earlier yeah, question, yeah, I was going to say so that we didn't uh, get to. anarcho communism. We we settled on dope. Uh, agro anarchists, not dope, but but better than ancaps because they fucking suck. And yeah. Then, so anarcho egoism. Egoist anarchism is yeah. a tricky one. It's like no, I think I figured it out. All, I figured this out ref- from a Twitter thread the other day. So uh, an anarchist egoist, you're supposed to uh, cheat on your wife through a series of DMs and then get someone to <laughs> drive down the floor. To, I, pick up where the story leaves off. <laughs> oh yeah, we were we subtweeting a a, a certain Floridian. Frankly, doctor. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if that's what I'm doing right now. Are they the ones that can spec into canceling people? <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I don't know what e- egoist anarchist Floridian don't have a skill set because they're. Uh, it's like it's like Doctor Nick, but Floridian. Hi, I'm transphobic. <laughs> I don't. He, he might be great. I read it for five minutes. I don't know. Probably not. No. The right. Yeah, there was like a whole ordeal with this. This guy, Dr. Bones, who was like this very prominent egoist anarchist and was like one of the co-hosts on a podcast with Brett from Rev Left Radio. And there was a very like he 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 was a really terrible person. And this is a horrible intro to egoist anarchism. Something that, that but I that is my intro. That was with. I literally didn't see the term Same. or like you know, go, what the fuck is this about? Until I saw egoist anarchist no, on yeah. someone who appeared to be slightly abusive. So I was like, maybe the egoist is like a evil anarchist. And it wasn't, it was some boring shit. So that's why we have <laughs> you explaining it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the light universe egoist anarchist. And I'm here to tell you, it's literally just like when you, 
it's, it's all about Max Stirner, this guy who just like he, he got in arguments with Karl Marx, Bruno Bauer, all the big heads at the time. He was totally fucking dunking on them, getting dunked on, the, you know, circle of life. And uh, you got to You got to get dunked on. Just like, dunk. Yeah, you're nothing till you've been dunked on. Uh, but he, he, he just kept saying like materialist analysis doesn't go far enough. It's not skeptical enough. It doesn't question everything enough. And he was like so radically uncertain of anything outside of himself that he just said like, well, I can only, I can only know myself intuitively and I can only know the world analytically. And so he, he considers the self like a creative nothing that is kind of like this, indeterminate concept that he's it's not even a concept that he says he just kind of like indicates that he's gesturing towards it and and all of this dumb theory shit aside basically what it says is it's like if you want to steal shit just steal shit don't make up an excuse don't be like i'm doing this for the good of humanity just take it be like it's mine now who cares (laughs) everything that you look at is yours anyway you want it don't you fucking take it and then egoist anarchism is kind of like that but with a with a social anarchist foundation, which is saying like, if you're the most greedy and the most self-centered and the most just like willing to take whatever you want that you could possibly be, what would ever stop you from organizing to take the entire world? So like, is it just saying that if you optimized your selfishness and had a better ability to delay gratification through some level of organization, that your best outcome would be, this social anarchy. It's, I don't even know if it has to do with delaying gratification explicitly because it, it kind of hinges on this thing where it's like the man who delays gratification is giving himself a gratification of the knowledge of the future thing that that delayed gratification is going to deliver. Right. It's, there's still an immediate preference of one thing over another. It just takes place in varying degrees of rationality. Now, Sterner himself doesn't really, make much of a distinction between like the man who steals a loaf of bread and the man who connives to like start a a financial empire or something to him. They're exactly one in the same, but he does kind of, he softly kind of alludes that like, you know, he would at least try and topple. He has no like ill will to the man who steals a loaf of bread, but the guy with a financial empire is clearly going to be like stopping him from engaging in his own greediness as fully as possible. So it's all this, it's this very recursive kind of like phenomenology that kind of short circuits what a lot of other philosophers try to do. They try to get out on a tangent and Sterner's like, well, let me just stop you. He stops them like three words in and he's like very semantically kind of defined. And a lot of people have called him a sophist, a troll. And, I think that's very apt. Yeah, he's a troll. But he, he's, like he a wrote a defense of sophistry. He literally wrote a defense of trolling. And he was like, trolling is actually the better kind of philosophy. You get more done with it and you have more value. I'm not mad at insight. all. I actually just wrote a whole book about how, how <laughs> trolling is a cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, so it's awesome. And I, I think that that's really cool. I don't agree with everything Sterner says or everything every egoist anarchist or whatever says or does. And there aren't just egoist anarchists. There are egoist communists. There are egoist fascists. There are egoist liberals, although they, I don't think they really call themselves that. Um, it's not a hyper-politically specific kind of thing as much as it is like an ontological and epistemological orientation. 
Um, but like, if anybody wants to know like what egoism is, but Stirner seems too dense, you can always start with Camus, who is like, I mean, we oh, give right. Camus to high schoolers Camus. in the United States. You fucking fucking <laughs> Camus. idiot. You can read some Camus. He uh, he he put That's a, exactly he, he did an homage. I know. We I'm were sorry. all thinking it. I, <laughs> I hate it. I, I hate when people take their vacation to Ibiza. And, and, and read a book about <laughs> Afghanistan. Just fucking, we all well, know anyway, what you're doing. In the first few chapters of The Rebel, uh, Camus does an homage to I like Sterner everything I'm hearing now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's very, very easy read. So that's kind can of I, like Can I ask you, it, and I don't want to get too into the academic weeds here, because semantically there's a lot to unpack, but... Academic Weeds is the name of my new stoner metal band. You can check us out on I Bandcamp. won't be doing that. No. <laughs> SoundCloud. Um, how is this not a, a Joker mask? Like it, like it is. a lot of stoner just seems like I don't know, man. Like, what if everyone was as twisted? There's no photos of him. There's photos of like everybody that he was contemporaries with, but the best physical image that we have of his face is a doodle Ingalls drew in the margins of one of his notebooks. Wait, that's where that doodle comes from. This, yeah, Angles drew that. I like when Angles drew that girl with the titties. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're looking pretty good, though. Angles like is a good guy. Angles was. Angles responded to me on Twitter when I was upset the dragons didn't fuck on Game of Thrones and directed me to a very illuminating DVR. <laughs> yeah, the well, car one or the. Uh... <laughs> Trotsky responded to me on Twitter when um, I told him my cash app was having some sort of problem and he called me a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it really was having a problem. So egoism, anarchism, uh, is that a dope or? A- I'm saying not dope. Fuck you, John. I'm s- yeah, very much so. This sounds like that sounds like some Jersey Shore uh, shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like if we all like if I just did what I want to do in this moment and I'm rationalizing the choice for that moment. Uh, I, I would just stop doing this podcast, for example, but then so would, so would Brett <laughs> and John and you, and then this podcast just simply would not get made, which actually, now that I say it, maybe this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you really were a, a rational egoist, you would realize that you enjoy the punishment of the podcast more than the actual content of the podcast is offsetting to you. And you're caught in this positive feedback loop and you can't stop yourself. So you've decided to just make the best of it. And I've just explained, I've just condensed all of the myth of Sisyphus for you into like 30 seconds of audio. Uh, the sadist solifist. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> one more, one more. I want, I want Anne Prim's. And Prims are, are uh, this is the one you had to pick, isn't it? You're like, let me just pick the, the, the broadest, most complicated. Because it's the cool one. Most difficult to talk they, about. They, yeah, they it made is the, the cool game one. Rust. It's the big dick energy they, they anarchism. They like living in forests. They make John seem normal by comparison. <laughs> I don't even have like a good understanding of a lot of and Prims, to be you honest with you, Prim, as far right? as I can tell. Yeah, they're just like people who hate technology, which is like a reasonable instinct because technology is weaponized against poor people. But it seems to me like anarcho-primitivism is just like they just replace class analysis with being afraid of robots, which come to think of it, I can kind of get behind that, I guess. But like also, I think robots are really fucking cool. Robots like, are pretty cool. I, I want to be able to make them fight in a, in a tiny well, arena. Yeah, that's so, the problem so you're coercing them anymore. into fighting. 
<laughs> so Anprims are anti-sci-fi. Fuck those people. Yeah, they don't even watch TV. The Anprims are like the guys in, who instead of like, fuck you guys, I'm taking my toys and going home. They're like, fuck you guys, I'm burning my toys and my people. home and wandering into the woods. In your Discord, lovely people. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of <laughs> Lane made me Anprim. Shout out. Lane uh, there's made a couple me other ones. I think they have a different name uh, now, but yeah, they're uh, dope. There's a couple other ones that, sorry, off the top of my head, I can't think of. But what would they say about Anne Prim? Because I don't think they would characterize it in the way that you just have. So how, how would no, they characterize it? No, let me it? give you a good faith. It's just like, okay, so if you look back through civilization, very much the same way that like Marx does or Kropotkin does or whatever, and you look at the way that society has become more hierarchical, right? Almost every form of anarchism is obsessed with like breaking down hierarchies. And they say, if you look at the roots of hierarchy, it really comes from agriculture and then the city state form. And then like, you know, large scale, industrialized agriculture and and all of these different shifts and every time that we have a major technological breakthrough the social forms change around it and they become more oppressive and more oppressive and they're saying that that's like an intrinsic relationship or that there is something that is so maybe not intrinsic but just like it's such a strong correlation that we need to deconstruct we can't we can't build a a society that benefits us without stripping away incredible amounts of kind of like the subjugation that we faced at the hands of capitalists wielding or, or, you know, other forms of oppressors wielding technological innovations to which I would say you have some good points in there, but I don't think that the correlation is necessarily as strong as you think it is. I just think that industrialization and like the, technological progress and the progress of um, the progress of hierarchical organization have both just always moved forward and certainly they feed off of each other but they probably have a common source or it maybe it's just not that surprising that systems that try to build on themselves become more advanced through time right, right? like it's just not that exciting of an observation what I was going to uh, what I'm trying to say is uh as you go back and see these primitive cultures is their exposure to, uh, they say more technologically advanced cultures is that they then just get overwhelmed and destroyed by them. So how do you propose to do to, to live this way without being destroyed by outside forces? Right. It's like an evolution of opportunism is really kind of the inter the interaction between like technology in terms of productive forces and hierarchical organization in terms of like dominating people. And I think that you could just as easily make the same argument as they're making with technology as you could with like, say, religion or like uh, lower forms of social organization that don't directly relate to technology, such as like councils, uh, the, you know, the innovation of like strikes, organized labor movements and stuff. And I think that really the, the failing there is just that it doesn't take enough of like a holistic kind of approach uh, where it recognizes that like technology interacts with class, interacts with faith, interacts with ethnicity and race, interacts with like all of these things are, are very much interconnected. And, like when and I'm doing virtual reality I, I, online or erotic role play, uh, <laughs> it's only anal. But that's because I'm a Christian man. 
<laughs> no yeah, knuckles. Gotta, I've keep it told clean you. In the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> You're naughty. That was say, knuckles fucking like, me in the ass. It feels like they've they've recognized the root cause problem, which is just capitalists, <clears throat> and then they're focused on the way that. Oh, so capitalists will direct innovation and utilize innovation to entrench and expand their own power. Like, yeah, of course they will. Right. I mean, we all of the smartest mathematicians either work for the NSA or they help deliver you more ads. Like, yeah, no shit. A technology is wielded by capitalists to make them more money. Like, right. And I just for, don't get the obsession the with point, the tech part of that. Well, even if you dismantled technology, tech, like capitalists would find a way to monopolize on that. Of course. Right. Like. Even if you weren't going forward, if you were regressing, they would be like, this regression can make me money X and X way because it's the only thing that they're ever thinking about. So, you know, and I maybe I'm misrepresenting anarcho-primitivist analysis here. And I know that there there are many strains of tendency within anarcho-primitivism. So I'm sure there are like more enlightened ones and more ones that are just like hippie lifestylists who found a couple of words on the Internet that they can describe themselves with. But like... Also, that's how a lot of people get into stuff. Like, I was calling myself an anarchist communist without having, like, a real good grasp of what that meant. That's fucked up. Like, if you're going to call yourself a, a, <laughs> I know. a branch of political thought, at least do the basic reading and really understand it. But that, I, let's have fun here, yeah, okay? Because now you got me a little heated, but we'll get back to it. <laughs> I mean, Anprems are down yeah. with guillotine capitalists, right? That's all I really care about. Guillotine's technology. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, is, well, is or it? maybe they want to break their necks with their bare hands. Right, I don't care. Hey, as man. long as they're down for Fucking it. Fucking yeah, wild exactly. out. Go for it. <laughs> wild out. Do they have out. plan B as an Anprim? I think Anprim's plan B is just go back to society. <laughs> How long can you really like live outside it anyway? I mean, I'm sure that's not what all Anprims do. Like some of them like realize that you can't just like drop out of society. But the ones who try to just go into the wild... You know what I'm talking about? Like, how, what, what, what's the return rate on those just for like a hot shower? <laughs> how are you filtering your water? <laughs> oh, especially since it's all being polluted. Godspeed. But also, like, I don't want to be too hard on the Anprims. They're kind of like the Posadists of the anarchist oh, tradition. Really I feel like cool they're just like wildly misrepresented. Yeah, them. super cool. Have they, giant yeah. dicks. Yeah. They're, they're your best friends. They're thick and thin. <laughs> I mean, I feel like with most tendencies, it's just they've they've picked this like unique focus where I go, I mean, cool, we're all on the same murder capitalist tech tree. Like I you're real obsessed with killing people with sticks. All right, cool, bro. Whatever. Like, that's fine. I like my main thing about tendencies has just been like. I don't, I don't really want to call myself any one tendency. I just say, like, I have affinity for different tendencies. Like, I have a very strong you know, affinity not, for Marxism. Uh, uh, I have a very strong affinity for anarchism. You're not cuffing any like, individual tendency. <laughs> we just call it, we yeah. just call it Gumby Leftist here. Just fucking around with seeing what's Gumby out leftist. there. Just stretching out and stretching back in. and. Yeah, dangism. I got an affinity for you, but that's, that's, that's not make it, you know, yeah, official. Uh, I, I was kind of I was kind of sitting on this earlier. I was just going to say we're closer to <laughs> wow. We're going to say we're closer to uh, to uh, to poser leftists than post leftists. <laughs> That's dope, though. Poser leftists all more power to the poser leftists, really, because the more time I spend interacting with people who really know their shit, the more I just get like more pissed off than I was when I was hanging out with people who were just like 
capitalism's bad, right? And I'm like, yeah, capitalism's bad. And they're like, <laughs> well, well good dope. news, friend. <laughs> I, my, my entire, I'm finally in the right yeah. place. <laughs> no, I mean, my entire, my entire like introduction and like reason to get serious on this was just looking at this and being like, healthcare is really fucked up, yo. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it was ba- basically just looking at the Bernie Sanders campaign and just that going, yeah, that matches up with what I've been seeing over the past like twenty years. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Just like fucking get a little, get a little saner and get us towards like a Nordic socialist model, and then we can fucking theory craft whatever after that. But fucking people are yeah. dying like crazy. How about we fucking fix that? always freaks me out too that so many people on the left are like oh how can you support bernie sanders engaging in empty electoralism that's stupid and i'm like wouldn't you rather fucking overthrow bernie sanders than than fucking donald trump doesn't that sound easier (laughs) aren't you lazy like me yeah there's probably probably less people will die it probably won't be as difficult i'm seeing no problems with this (laughs) yeah it it never really struck me for anything it'd be like okay well when was the last ma- mass action where you guys took over something? Honestly, oh. it's, it's an accelerationist view. It's the, if he wins, people will get complacent. We need them to suffer more so that we can get this shit to happen. That's that's all it is. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, people do get complacent, but, like, if you're a leftist who wants to, like, educate people and make something really good happen, then it's like, why should you be intimidated by the fact that, like, people don't want to listen to you? Leftists have been dealing with that for a long-ass time, and revolutions don't just happen in countries that have like super advanced crises, just the most bloody and newsworthy revolutions happen in those countries. Also, so it's like good news accelerationist, uh, with the cold climate collapse happening, you're good. We got we got built-in yeah. nonstop crises for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna don't say, worry. Like, you know what sounds really fucking great? If like out if we left the world in such a place that our kids were as fucking spoiled and useless as the boomers. Yeah, hell like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I would love that. I would love to leave a world behind where everybody is just like a fucking moron because they never have to do anything. That's a- <laughs> Well, so far, we've thought. got about one percent of the population. <laughs> so it's really just about redistributing that. All right, like I was saying earlier, let's talk about something dumber: gaming. Hell well, yeah. you've Finally. made a powerful enemy this day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing dumber than games. That's why I love them so much. So first off, you've uh, started doing Twitch streaming too, right? Um, Incredible. You're at uh, Twitch. Twitch.tv, uh, and it's Beep Beep Lettuce Pod. That's correct. And you've been doing uh, a lot of the Mario hack stuff, which... So good. How the fuck are you this good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not that good. Um, I mean, I, that is me playing. Don't compare uh, yourselves with, like, like masters here. Like, regular-ass people, you're watched, really fucking though. good. That's how you get good, though. I've just been playing like a lot of the kind of entry level Kaizo difficulty uh, Mario hacks, which is like for people who don't know, there's a whole community of people who rearrange Super Mario World in ways that make it much, much more difficult. There are also normal difficulty hacks if you're just like a casual player and you want to have fun. But if you want to like smash your head against a wall for fun, you can uh, try and play some of the hacks like Baby Kaizo World and Quickie World and stuff. Um, But like... 
like P- Pangea Panga, one of the most renowned Mario players, not just in Super Mario World, but in like Mario games generally, like he has incredible sunshine times, all that shit, uh, just put together a, uh, a ROM hack called Kaizo Kindergarten, which is like supposed to teach you very rigorously how to like be an excellent Kaizo player and it's kicking my ass. I'm not going to play it on stream. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. It's not a beginner hack. This is a beginner hack for experts. (laughs) How'd you first get into gaming? Did you start on Mario? Uh, I mean, more or less. I grew up with a Super Nintendo in the house. Um, My dad bought one, quote unquote, for me when I was born, but it's still at his house and I'm 27. So that tells you... (laughs) What good faith that was. Yeah, I bought him uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country and Star Fox for Father's Day a couple That's of a years ago. That's a good son. But, um, Seriously. Yeah, I, I try. But yeah, I basically just grew up playing Super Mario World and Chrono Trigger were like my staples. Uh, and then we would go to the video store and rent Donkey Kong Country. And we would like rent. Uh, I never played Super Metroid until I was an adult, though. And that was a fucking trip getting into that game like 20 some years too late. <laughs> Dude, Chrono Trigger is still like a top two, it's really top three good game all time. It's really that's, good. Uh, that's the best game well, ever made. The only game that deserves a sequel. And don't tell me Chrono Cross is a sequel. <laughs> no, that's it's a that was good bullshit. game. It's an excellent game on its own, but that's L- not look, a fucking sequel. I want it. I want an in-universe sequel. Baldur's Gate Trigger. One is good too, you know. But Baldur's Gate Two <laughs> is the it's the opus. There can be only one. Uh, that said, now that Larian has well, Baldur's like, Gate 3. <laughs> Cr- Chrono Trigger was just like a, a, a weird game to even happen. It kind of like happened on a whim because Akira Toriyama did all of the character design and like a lot of the art direction. You might know him from Dragon Ball. <laughs> and uh, the uh, I don't know the names of all the other guys because they're not as famous, but they like like one of the like hotshot like team leaders and one of the hotshot coders and like all of the biggest names that were working for Square Enix at that time came together. And then uh, Yasunori Mitsuda was this like unknown composer studying under Nobu Uematsu who did the Final we Fantasy soundtracks. We know who did the Final Fantasy who, like, soundtracks. Thank you. Yeah, he, threw his heart and, he threw his heart and soul into this soundtrack so hard for so long that it actually made him ill and he had to ask Uematsu that, to that, finish the soundtrack for him. That's horrifyingly common in, uh, <laughs> in Japan. In development, yeah. in Japan, in the video game industry in general. <laughs> yeah. Game, gaming sucks. <laughs> gaming gaming, does suck. gaming's for losers Abol- it abolish sucks. gaming listen we 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 have to game as you've seen it's all fucking filled with uh reactionaries and nazis so gotta gotta create a uh a, a leftist brand of gaming in there yeah the 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 new the new revolutionary platform is not the shop floor it's it's not the the wheat field okay it's the Discord server. It's the Twitch stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the LAN party. It's the Twitch stream. It is stream. the out-of-character yeah. channel in the, dre- in the Dreadlands. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's why I'm jacked for that uh, straight-up leftist rioting game, Tonight We Riot. Oh, yeah, that looks pretty dope. That's incredible. Because, I mean, it, it, it's gamers aren't inherently racist, misogynistic pieces of shit. Just the white ones. 
<laughs> gamers like shiny things. Gamers like shiny things. And the institution has made reactionary politics look really shiny. Yeah. But if we make socialism and anarchism or just like throwing Molotovs at Nazis, like plenty of people play games where you kill Nazis and they don't think, oh, this is too political for me. They're like, yeah, die, you fucking Nazi. It's like there's a power to that. And if you like ignoring it, it's just like naive. It's like people who are high on their own fucking leftist theory thinking that like low, quote unquote, low culture doesn't influence the opinions of the masses. It's like if there's a kind of culture you should be engaging in as somebody who's trying to change minds, it's low culture. Right. The only one like, you should be engaging in. in. Fuck the rest of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rest of it is just like fucking bourgeois culture anyway. It's literally high class culture. No, listen, I, I'd like to get into gaming as a leftist, but I'm too focused on influencing opera. Like, great, cool. <laughs> yeah, but as I say, this is why I, I personally, honestly, this is part of why I started streaming myself, um, Twitch TV at Relentless Board, or slash Relentless Board. But this is why you should oh, yeah. support leftists doing Twitch streaming, leftist gaming stuff in general. So go watch John crush some fucking hacks on Beep Beep Lettuce Pot yeah. on Twitch TV. Uh there's also, we have another good one too, uh, Jif Chase H streams pretty frequently too. He's a great uh, streamer, talks about LGBT stuff pretty frequently as well. He's awesome. Nice. But I mean, it, it's important to get those people on there so that there's every, at this point, pretty much everyone below a certain age has gamed at least a little. So you want to make sure that their only options aren't reactionary shitheads who think it's funny to say the fucking N-word uh, and do PewDiePie bullshit. So, Yeah. You know what we really need is a is a leftist Twitch streamers Discord so we can all get to know each other and host each other and stuff when we're not streaming. Well, if we, if one of us breaks through to the point where you get to whatever the the high tier bullshit is, um, when you have like yeah. seventy plus viewers at a time or whatever that is, you can just create a team and you can just create a leftist streaming team. That's oh, actually damn. my goal right now. That's my only goal with the streaming. <laughs> I don't want to make money. I just want to let them give me the fucking power to make a team so we can do leftist streaming. Yeah, Look at the organizing dope. going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we just have a no, DSA meeting? this is way meeting? too productive. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, support. If you do enjoy watching streams, support leftist streamers. There's a decent number of them. They're growing. They're also they're awesome. Watch John. Feel free to watch me. I'm, I started doing baking streams as well because I love baking. Support that shit. And in general, thanks for coming on the pod, John. Appreciate it. Oh yeah! Thank you so much for having me and just in, indulging all my tangents. Beep, beep lettuce. It's a good pod. It's the best pod. Yeah. Listen to beep beep lettuce. Uh, follow him at Facebook Villain. Hop in our Discord. Donate to our Patreon. All that good shit. All right. Thanks, y'all. Hell yeah.